Good, how are you? I'm good. Your hair looks good. Thank you. Just got it done this weekend. So. <laughs> and then she blew it out. We're trying a new product on it. My neighbor gave me. So, Ooh, yeah. that's fun. K18 or something. I don't know. So I get to get oh, like yeah. more blowouts. Yeah, the mask. I, I, yeah. Uh, I like that mask. That's, yeah, been, uh, so. that's been good for me. We're in a, we're both at home right now, but nice. I'm in one of the, the guest beds and he's in the living room. <laughs> We're at home too, me and Rocky. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Rocky. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Um, so I guess we've already got some people hopping on. Um, yes. So I am Hallie Bueller McCrory, um, agent in San Angelo, Texas, and team lead for Hallie's Homes, uh, known for doing 90 homes a year in a small town. And I've got my co host, Casey Styers, the downtown guru. And mm -hmm realtor in Raleigh, North Carolina, but she services all of North Carolina, does residential, commercial, any type of investments you want to hit. Uh, she's the go-to girl there. And I've got yeah. my, um, my husband on today. So this is a really fun um, week for us. He is a builder here in San Angelo, Texas as well. Um, he does some stuff outside of San Angelo too, and actually we'll be expanding here soon into um, in the, to the Dallas market and into uh, the Tyler market as well. So just, uh, what, an hour and a half east of Dallas, Colin? Yep. Yeah. So very exciting um, times for him as he expands. And, um, yeah, I just thought it would be fun to bring him on and talk about, um, I, I guess, lately with my team, we've been talking about, you know, how to go after – uh, potential builders or investors, um, especially investors who flip houses, and um, who better to talk about that than the number one builder? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so how many homes a year do you do, Colin? Like, I think on average, it's about 65? Yeah. Well, we've kind of grown over the last eight or nine years, but the last few years we've done well, 50 or 60 or so between spec homes, custom homes, and flip homes. And uh, now we're actually starting to wholesale. I'm not really on that side of the business, but uh, we're adding quite a bit of wholesale into that as well. So do you want to tell everyone what you handle in the business? Um, I really manage all of our operations on the construction side of things so um, me and the superintendent kind of work hand in hand and I've actually um, got a new superintendent starting with me let's see February 1st so um, I'm really my job description will be transitioning into more of business development, sales, and budgeting, and I will have somebody in the field handling what I'm currently handling, managing contractors and schedules and budgets. So really, I'll, from here on out, I will be forming the schedules, creating the budgets, and making the sales, and having my superintendent head all of the field operations. So currently, I'm wearing a few hats, but... Uh, um, I would trying say. to delegate <laughs> some task out to where I'm not doing three people's jobs myself. So um, looking forward to uh, kind of passing on some responsibility to uh, 
um, a new employee of mine. So, yay. Well, okay. And I guess I think it's important for you to talk about maybe the history of the company. So, what, like, what year did you start? How many homes did you do that year? And then, yeah. So, we pretty much started from scratch. Let's see. What was that? 2015 or 2016 I was actually a safety supervisor for an oil company in Midland and uh, I didn't really enjoy uh, living out there I didn't love my job and uh, so I was talking to my dad one day and um, he's been a developer and builder um, for quite some time now um, at that point and uh he just kind of planted the seed with me that he saw, saw an opportunity in the market and um, thought it would be a good opportunity for me and him to start something up. So I ended up quitting my, my oil and gas job in Midland and um, moved to San Angelo where uh, we started, I think, our first year we did maybe three flip homes um, and we were really, okay. he had always built in Kerrville and um, didn't really have too many banking connections or contractor connections here. So after our first year, we did three homes, I think, didn't make very much money and uh, um, ended up connecting with a local broker here. Um, and we ended up partnering with him, uh, and we started flipping houses with him. And at that point in time, my dad had a building partner where I didn't really have anything to do with the construction side of things other than the flip homes. Um, so he was building with another partner and me, the broker and my dad were just doing flip homes. And I think our second year of in business our first year with our partner. Um, I think we did 15 or so. And then uh, year after year, we went from 15 to 25 to 35 to 45 and have, well, we're doing about 60 or so a year now. Um, but yeah, we've just kind of gradually grown over the years and, um, figured out how to structure things and made mistakes along the way and um, are continuing to grow and figure it out. <laughs> That's the different. best way to learn is the yeah, we, I mean, just get out there and do it and figure it out. And there's been some growing pains. I mean, we grew too fast there for a while and kind of outgrew our structure and um, had to make some adjustments, whether it came to bringing on a, full bookkeeping staff or project managers, um, just as we, as the pain points kind of, uh, I guess, showed themselves, we started delegating and, um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely been quite the journey and, um, we're still, uh, kind of on the same path of growth and, um, yeah, it's been fun. I think especially during these last, uh, you know, two and a half, three years, uh, you know, with the market being so good too, um, I think that's helped a lot on on top of all your hard work. 
Um, yeah, there was a lot of luck involved in our growth, but uh, I mean, you, you kind of create your own luck by getting out there and doing you it. You get out there and you're doing it. Yes. Yeah. No, it's been a lot of long hours for him. Um, I can vouch for the hard work he's put in. Um, but, you know, it's like, depending on what your model is, um, you know, the market, you kind of have to change around as the market changes too. So that's why you guys incorporated wholesaling as, um, you know, as interest rates rose last summer. Um, and he, well, and now I guess now we can kind of talk, talk about our markets too a little bit. Um, I don't know about you, Casey, I guess you've been pretty stable the whole time since Raleigh's such yeah. an amazing. I mean, um, Raleigh and Wilmington, like I yeah. said last week, we're in multiple offers. It seems like on every house in Wilmington. Yeah. And they're gone. So it's not like we're just a growing state in general. Mm -hmm. so. See, and I think Texas is too. And uh, we're, we're no longer getting the multiple offer situations. Um, but I think those will come back here in the near future. Um, considering uh, CPI is down for the sixth consecutive month. Um, from the talks, inflations. Possibly. So have you got to the point where you're giving cruise ships to agents yet? You know, the same, <laughs> like, do you remember back when the last time everything went south of the market, new build, new builders were given agents, anything and everything just to bring people in. Here's a new Louis. Here's a cruise ship. Like, yeah. I need a Louis. Come on. We're still <laughs> really, I mean, we're not getting the multiple offers and over asking, but we're still able to sell property and maintain a good cost per foot. It's just, and it, and I guess it's kind of situational. Um, we um, had quite a bit of inventory out there um, when things started kind of going crazy with rates and we got a little nervous and, uh, rather than sitting around and waiting to see what the market was going to do, we noticed it was slowing down and it was looking like it was going to continue to do so. Um, we made the decision to hold uh, most of our properties as rentals. I would say we held probably 70% of the inventory we have. Uh, just solely due to the fact that we operate with banks and um, days or dollars, and we weren't sure if we were going to be able to sell product or if we were going to sit on houses for six, eight months. And um, rather than taking the risk of seeing what the market was going to do, since we didn't know, um, we went ahead and made the decision to rent most of our properties. And it's kind of, I mean, we're, we're in the market of affordability and in our particular market, um, that's a, a very popular price point for uh, rentals and lease options and Airbnbs. So I think we were fortunate to be in the market that we're in because uh, when you get at those higher price points in our particular market uh, you can't really cash flow um, those type of properties so we've been able to hold on to most of what we had and it's all cash flowing well and uh, 
we look to cash out on those here in the coming years. But um, it was just one of those things where we didn't want to take the risk and um, get eaten up by interest. So we decided to make them rentals and pay the bills and make our money at a later date. Um, so commissions for agents. I know here, a lot of the new builds, when things went crazy, Mm-hmm. That was the first thing they cut down to like 1% or either all in the offered us like a thousand We haven't seen that. We've, we've stayed or unless Hallie has, but personally, I mean, we've been kind of at the standard three and three and uh, we. Oh, ours is no, 2.5 two and a half. Here. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say ours half. is 2.5 okay. here. I was like, I'm going to get a lot Two and a half, two and a half. Okay. So, um, but really where we saw the change was sellers concessions and price improvements, which we didn't have to, to budge much off price. And, and it's really situational. Every builder is in a different situation, uh, depending upon, um, I guess what their financial goals are, um, or how much inventory they have and how much risk they have. Uh, but with us, we were we had a lot of inventory, and um, we didn't want to sit around and wait and see what was going to happen. Therefore, we rented. But we did we did some price improvements. I mean, we would come down ten, fifteen thousand off asking um, to move a house, or offer ten to fifteen thousand and sellers concessions, whether that be buying down the rate or um things like that yeah. but uh yeah at, what's the at, largest community you've ever built sorry i've got lots of questions for him <laughs> largest community so we've never really been developers um we so we don't have communities i just we have uh, infill development lots which are kind of entry okay. level homes just scattered across town. We'll have a block so, of four to six or, um, or, and what was your question again? I was going to say, um, so you're like more custom, like they buy the lots and then you build the house. No. So I just have, uh, or we have lots scattered all across, across town. And since we've been in the house flipping business, um, we have to generate leads to purchase those flip homes and through lead generation on that side of the business, it's generated quite a few leads for raw land, but they're individual lots. So um, we'll have some where we'll have four or five in a row on a street or, but we really don't have any communities. The most I do on like a block is like four to five next door to each other, but we're really scattered across town everywhere. Okay. And our spec homes, um, we really haven't pre-sold anything, which is something I'm looking to change. We've pretty much, I mean, it's been a bull market. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. So with, (laughs) with the market, we were a little spoiled and, uh, rather, um, then dealing with customers throughout the build and changes and paint colors and all of that, uh, we no built what we thought would happy. sell. And uh, I mean, same lighting, same paint, same countertop, same everything. And 
it, like I said, we were spoiled and things were selling. I mean, the day they went on the market and, uh, yeah, we just, we, we knew we were putting a good product out there. Therefore, um, we would just wait to list them. And as soon as they would go on the market, they would sell, but that's really not the case uh, any longer. So we're looking to make some changes and, uh, kind of standardize some options up front to where we can pre-sell these properties, but there's not too many options out there to where mm-hmm. they're fully customizing the home. So, okay, kind of a model home, I guess you would say, with mm-hmm. with three to four options in certain areas. Okay. So, Hallie, yeah. yeah. So I was gonna say, Colin, why don't we talk about? So like the point of our show is providing hacks, tips, and tricks for real estate agents. Uh Um, I would like for you to kind of talk through the pros for you as a builder to use uh, an agent, whether that be like listing or paying a buyer's agent. Um, Like why, what, what to you would be a pro for, for having an agent? Because a lot of people don't think they need agents when they come to new builds. Well, and it's, it's, it really is situational. Um, but so, um, and I guess to kind of reword the question, I think is what are the pros of using a buyer's agent? Because normally your builders are going to have a representative. Um, and uh, um, when a potential customer has an agent. Um, So first of all, I think realtors can help that person find the right builder. Um, As long as that realtor is experienced in that market and, uh, and knows the builders well, because there's good builders and there's bad builders. Um, But I think um, they can really help, point you in the right direction um, because there's builders that build entry-level homes there's builders that build mid-grade homes or luxury homes and if you're say a client from out of town and don't know anybody have no history on any builders um, if you can locate um, a good buyer's rep that is established in the market and uh, um knows the builders i think um it's good uh that they can kind of place you with someone that builds a quality home is trustworthy um and can kind of build at your price point so i think that's a plus uh i think a big thing um is financing um i know hallie is uh very involved with uh, a lot of the mortgage lenders here and she knows the ins and outs of a lot of different loan programs and um, I think that's definitely a benefit as guidance on the on the financing side of things and then um, also um, if you're building a custom home um, your realtor I mean they can help you with finish levels on like, I mean, getting your money, not overbuilding and getting the right layout, making the right selections. Um, 
to make sure you're not overspending in certain areas and uh, you're building kind of to the, I guess, quality of that neighborhood. So you're not kind of overdoing it. Um, like making sure that it will, the house will appraise. Yeah. For the finishes that you're doing. Yeah. And also, I mean, just for resale, realtors know what sells. And uh, I think they can guide a customer um, to help them create the home that they want, but also uh, a home that's marketable in the future. And I know everybody says homes are going to be their forever home, but on average, I think it's 13 years um, that people stay in their home. So you're going to sell your home at some point in time. So I think it's valuable um, that you take into consideration uh, what makes a property marketable and uh, what brings the best money in certain areas. And I think that's a great uh, area for a realtor to guide you in when you're going through the home building process. Um, but like, say, so I'm a spec home builder, Hallie represents us. Um, and she, she has, and, and this is situational too, because some people are upfront and honest, but there's also builders and realtors out there that aren't upfront mm -hmm. and honest. So, um, I would say, um, if you're going to a production builder or spec home builder, um, I would say 80% of the time, it's good to have your own representation because that builder's realtor has the builder's interest mm -hmm. and, and, um, uh, they're not, they're, they're not, let's see, what's the word for it? They're not really responsible to be your fiduciary. And if mm -hmm. you bring on your own representation, you have someone there um, that is responsible for your finances and um, they care to take care of you and not the interest of the builder. So, mm -hmm. um yeah, they don't have your best interests at heart. They're there to protect the builder. So. Now, I will say I I always do because I can't go to sleep at night if I don't. <laughs> you have a conscience. Equally, but that's just not always the case. So I would yeah. suggest okay. probably 80% of the time it's best to have your own representation. I think a lot of people think that they're going to get a better deal without coming without their, with their own representation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hear it all the time. Yeah, that's what my friends it, and then they'll get into the process, and then they start calling me, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not making money on this now. Like, yeah, yeah, I and I you. also think, um, I mean, a realtor just makes life easier on you, whether you're a client from out of town and you're not able to check on the progress of the home, or the builder's not communicating well. They're there kind of eyes and ears they're there to communicate with you or if there's problems with the builder they can communicate they pretty much they take a bunch of pressure off the customer to where yeah. they can handle all of the communication for the most part with the exception of like selecting selecting fixtures but like throughout the process i mean dependent upon how valuable the client's time is um 
I mean, if they've got all the free time in the world, I guess it's not as valuable, but um, your realtor really takes a lot of time and stress out of it for you, uh, handling a lot of the communication. Um, and even after the fact, say you have a warranty issue after you move in, um, you contact your realtor, they handle it with the builder and communicate through it for you. So, um, and yeah, it's our I, job to handle all the hassle and all the, yes. And so it really takes all the hassle out of your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and they let you enjoy the fun parts of building, mm -hmm. which building a home can be, it can be stressful. It's uh, most <laughs> no people's way. largest investment. And, uh, there's a, uh, I mean, depending on whether it's a custom or a spec home, but like on the custom home side of things, there's a million selections. There's, uh, um, there's delays, there's mistakes. And it's, as a builder, I'm used to it. And I don't really get uptight as problems arise because the really you're always going to have problems. And I think that's another reason that a realtor can be beneficial is setting the expectations for the up customer explaining that things are yeah. going to come up and, like and don't expect a, us to run smooth yeah and if a realtor <laughs> if it is we might. yeah and if a realtor's gone through that process um they're aware that hey it's not always smooth sailing but it's okay everything at the end of this as long as you're with a reputable builder there might be a mistake, but at the end of the day, it'll be taken care of and you should have really never sweat it. So um, mm -hmm. I think the expectations is also um, big for realtors representing customers. So um, can I add but, one uh, thing too? Yeah. Um, obviously realtors are gonna help with marketing too. A lot of times we pay for all the photography, videography, you know, drone footage, open houses, stuff like that. Um, but I think what builders don't think about too is how that marketing actually can help build the builder's brand too. Um, and not that builders always care about brands, but I think I think that will be more of a trend going forward for, for builders as we see, um, like we... I know Colin and I follow like AFT construction has a great brand Z properties um, and they do really well and people want their homes, you know, a lot of times from their marketing and their branding. Um, Highland homes is another great example. Um, and I think realtors having a lot of a realtor's job is market. We're, we're basically home marketers, right? Um, I think we can help builders, build their brand and therefore their, their reputation as well. Mm -hmm. What do you think on that, Colin? Um, I agree to an extent. Those companies really focus in-house on their marketing um, and they're more custom home builders. Yes. Um, yeah. Those specifically. Yes. Um, but yes, I, I definitely agree to, let's say a, a production builder um, that builds a bunch of spec homes or track homes or whatever it might be. Um, I think it's definitely valuable uh, to have the right realtor that can get your product out there um, and help um, I really just 
market your name and company and brand and what you stand for. And and I I think the main responsibility is on the builder to do so. Um, But I think it's definitely beneficial uh, for the realtor to do their part as well. Mm -hmm. Love it. So should we talk about some cons too? (laughs) Um, well, and like all of this, it's so situational. I mean, it, it, it really, it's very situational, but I'll give you an example. So, um, I made some notes on this. So said no cons. <laughs> yeah. And o- like over the last few years, Invent a good home has been so hard to come by just due to the demand in the market that uh, um, if you so if you go directly to a builder um, or um, the representative of the builder you pot and you for sure know that they're a reputable company um, if you I mean. Pretty much, you're not going to get the inside info on a hot in a hot market, like because um, homes were selling as soon as they would go on the market. But if your realtor, um, say the buyer's agent, is just searching through the MLS and nothing's available, you can't find a home. You go directly to the seller's representation and. And it, it can be risky, but as long as they're a trustworthy builder and uh, seller's agent, uh, you can get access to homes that nobody else has access to. So I, that was very prevalent over the last few years, considering um, that there was not a whole lot to look at. Um, but uh, I think that was... Uh, definitely something that was beneficial to buyers to work directly with the builder and their agent um, because they were getting access to homes that other realtors were not getting access to. Um, So um, I think that could be possibly uh, a con of working uh, with a buyer's agent um let's see uh and then obviously the fact of uh i mean the price of a home is has the commissions built into it i mean that that's the biggest one Mm -hmm. to me but it's just it's whether you see that as worth it for your legal protection and um you know kind of going down that road so yeah um well and also so we're we're in the market of affordability so there's not a whole lot of wiggle room the margins are not huge and yeah so three percent on someone buying an entry-level home say going off an fha loan uh three percent makes a big difference um and i've run into this quite a few times to where uh that 3% makes the difference in getting the finish level or just the accessories in the home that they really wanted compared to them not being able 
to fit it in their budget. Um, so um, with me, uh, on like my entry level custom homes, um, I push customers to kind of stay away from realtors. Um, and we, we guide our customers um, to not overbuild, to kind of build to the neighborhood. And uh, we've got good experience and uh, making sure that, uh, I guess you would say, uh, that people just aren't overdoing their home and building to the correct price per foot. Um, but uh, I think on a higher, a higher price home, um, you can afford to use representation with a buyer's agent, but like on an entry level uh, custom home, um, that two and a half to 5% really eats into uh, your build budget. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. Well, maybe, you know, depending on the situation, it's like if we're just helping with contract stuff, um, and not maybe not so much like handling helping to choose out different finishes it's it's a lower percentage because then yeah. it's less then you you know realtors which have really uh, be on those i would lower. suggest doing like just a flat fee um rather than uh, a pretty much referral fee um as how i would put it um, but but they would still have someone guiding them, like a third party, someone on their team that has a fiduciary duty to to yes. send the right advice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So my next question, what, um, and, you know, maybe don't think of me as your wife or, uh, or, you know, as you go, I know you are about to look into realtors and, and Tyler, let's say. Um, what, what do you as a builder look to or look for in, in an agent that you want representing you? I look for an agent, um, let's see, that is well known, uh, that has experience representing builders, um, that markets well, um, and is really just established, um, but that's, that's my main thing is just being established. Um, like I'm, so I'm going into a market in Tyler that I have no clue about. So I need someone that's been in that market for a long time that sells a bunch of product in that market and can tell mm -hmm. me where I'm going to get the best bang for my buck building. So, um, okay. yeah, so I just look for someone that's, established in that market um, that's well-reviewed, well-known, um, and has experience representing builders. Maybe, uh, and what type of, like, services would you hope they would, uh, I guess, offer? Uh, services as in, I'm not, I'm not sure if I... Um, like, so when I talk to my agents about picking up buyers or investors who flip, um, like maybe offer to volunteer to hold open houses 
on their, you know, their, their houses that they're building or ones they already have done. Um, I personally offer free photography, videography, um, you know, drone footage, things like that. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't really know the answer to that question. Um, well, I guess then you would want an agent who knows the things that they need to do to to get a home to sold. To push it out there and get you yeah. the most offers on it. Yeah. Ultimately, that, you want multiple offers. So Yeah. And that really... The agent did, who already can tell you everything you need to do. Yeah. And that comes from being established and... Uh, uh, and like I said, I'm looking for a large producer who's established, who represents builders, a pretty much a very experienced realtor who has a proven track record. So what could a newer agent or someone who's trying to break into the, the building market, you know, is there anything you could think of that might impress you for those agents watching that? want to break into to representing they say they're a brand new agent and they've only been doing it for like three months what would what would make them stand out in, when it comes to this um so i personally probably and this is i don't mean this negatively <laughs> but i um i recognize ambition and drive and performance um but really to get to the point where you're working with someone who's doing volume business, you have to go out there and prove yourself with numbers. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. and, and like I said, I, I catch on to drive and ambition and work ethic. And I see all of that, but it really just comes down to the numbers. You, if, if you want to work with someone who's doing a lot of business, you have to prove to them that you're capable of doing that by, in my opinion, uh, having good numbers. Um, and it's, and just like anything, you, you don't start out and just go straight to the top. You've got to gradually work your way there. And uh, it's, it's not easy. Um, but as you, create that track record over the years you just become uh more and more um reputable and marketable and um and people just take more and more notice to you and deals just start coming together more and more over the years so maybe you know if you're a newer agent maybe what you need to do is start trying to pick up some buyers um to get attention or yeah, but buyer, I think that that's a great point. You bring buyers to a builder, and I guess I was, I was kind of thinking as representing a builder, but that's definitely how you catch their attention immediately is if you start bringing buyers to them because uh, well, that's yeah. very valuable. Well, I think that could be a way in to become a listing agent for a buyer because that shows that you're you're bringing in clients Exactly. So, yes. you with the new construction. I would and say that, that would be, be the way to get in with the builders to consistently bring in buyers. Yeah. Um, or even, um, I think even like volunteering to, to hold the houses open, 
um, to bring some buyers as well. Um, I mean, and if they are able to, I mean, potentially if, I know we've talked about representation on both sides, but if a realtor were to represent both sides and uh, obviously both parties are in agreement that they're fine with this, that could be something where they, lo they lower their total fees when they cover both sides. Yeah. Um, and therefore, you know, saving the builder money and not having to pay two sides if that's the scenario and if everybody is okay with that. Yeah, and I and y'all will know better than me. I'm not a realtor, but whatever you can do to present value to a builder, that's what's going to catch their attention. And yeah. I think a good point was bringing them buyers offering to do things to help generate leads on their properties, whatever that might consist of. Um, and that really comes back to ambition and drive. I mean, doing everything you can to get your foot in the door and people will take notice to it. Yeah. So what I'm, I'm hearing, I think consistency, consistently showing value or giving value to a builder Mm -hmm. would, would maybe catch your attention. Yeah, that'll catch anybody's attention. So I had some, did you have any other like questions on that, Casey? No, that was mine. I mean, okay. well, one more. Um, what makes you stand out? Uh, honestly, I would say, uh, obviously, um, quality comes into play, but I think one of the biggest things um, that's helped me establish uh, a good reputation is just treating people as I would want to be treated. Um, just being honest and having integrity. And um, I think that's been our most valuable. Um, it's just been very valuable to us to be honest and treat people fairly. And uh, I think that's huge in the building world solely due to the fact that they're... It'll give you referrals later on. Referrals. And mm -hmm. also there's a lot of dishonesty and a, there's a lot of crooked people in the construction world. <laughs> um, so I think um, not only... Well, for us, it's been a quality yet affordable product but also we stand behind our work and say if if it's not something covered under warranty and someone has a problem six months down the road um we'll come back and we don't have to do these things but we'll come back and do these little things that people are asking for and um yeah we just take care of the people who make our business what it is, which is our consumer base. Yeah. Not, let's be real. When people talk and they come into your house, one of the first things people ask is, who built this house? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they're going to immediately, by their reactions, tell you if they had a good experience or horrible. If it was horrible, they're going to be like, immediately. well, we got into it. But da, 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 da. And they're going to name all the negative yeah. first. It's either going to be very negative or very positive, which over the years I've made mistakes and I'm sure there's clients that 
don't like me, but I would say, I would say 90% of the people, 95% of the people we've worked with, uh, would, uh, vouch for us and what we stand for. Well, I'll brag but on you too. But you can't too. please everybody. Uh, I'll brag on you too because like we were, you and I were just driving through a random neighborhood in San Angelo and uh, you saw one of the houses that you've worked on and saw that the, the siding was peeling or I think it was like maybe the paint on the siding was peeling and it was a flip home. I know which, which home you're talking about. And it's yeah. so um, there was a house that had, when we worked on it, and this was three or four years ago, um, we worked on the home and um, we had done some vinyl patching. And anyways, I drove by there probably two years later and I noticed uh, the vinyl um was starting to come off the house. The vinyl siding was, and I wasn't sure if it was a contractor error or if we had had a storm. But anyways, I, I ended up finding uh, the homeowner's information and contacting them to get a little bit more info on what was going on with their siding. And they had told me um, just about a year um, after they had moved in, a windstorm had come through. Not, not enough that should have damaged the siding, um, but it did. Um, so I just told them, Hey, uh, I can't keep driving past this home knowing that we worked on it and this is happening. I said, would y'all allow for me to come replace the siding on your home and repaint your house? And That's awesome. uh, they said, yeah, that would be great. Well, um, as soon as I did that, I had three of their family members buy homes from us. So See, uh, it goes a long way. Yeah. I love it. Well, sorry, Rocky was stuck in his toy basket. <laughs> <laughs> he does this thing when he tries to get his toys out and then he falls in head first and can't get his stuff out. <laughs> oh my Quick, I'm listening. One sec. I think our dogs are, I can hear them scratching at the door too. I feel like they're all talking to each other. <laughs> I know. They probably hear it. I'll wait for Colin yeah. to come back. So I've, I've made kind of some list of, um, you know, just ideas for, for agents to maybe hook on some, some builders in I their mean, market it, and Colin just. First time you know, agents need to listen to this. I feel like this yes. would be a great place. It's answered a lot of the checkoff list questions I had when I first got into real estate. Mm -hmm. huh. And maybe as I'm talking about them, Colin, just let me know if you agree or disagree um, yeah. We've already said some of them, like volunteering to hold open houses on, on their properties, offering mm -hmm. photography, videography, drone footage, um, offering staging services potentially. Um, and then uh, I've even heard about some people offering like offering their assistant to help with their uh, their building services or like their transaction coordinator. Um, just to kind of bridge that gap between contract to closing and maybe to help the builder, you know, off, offload some communication and administrative tasks. Um, also, you know, showcasing how you market, uh, maybe like showing some particular ads that you've done in the past that have been good for uh, other homes that you've sold um, if you haven't worked with builders. Um, social media standings because, you know, the more people that see the home, the more eyes you have on it, the better. Um, 
let's see. I have some notes up. Um, another thing to, to keep in mind, I know you don't do big developments, Colin, but most builders aren't looking for a new real estate agent until they have new developments that they want to sell. So keeping track of new developments that are coming up and then, um, you know, start hitting the, the builders up consistently, maybe like once a month um, or, you know, just feeling out the, the relationship you have with them and how often that might be. Um, sending marketing reports on trends in new construction, um, even sending like market reports for the area. I know realtors post those a lot, but maybe you could have your own spin on it and give some insight into it. Um, we said consistently is extremely important to builders. Um, and even if they're working with a real estate agent, you know, something might happen where they want to try something, someone new out and you want to be next in line for a listing when the potential opportunity opens up. Um, we already said, show them ready-made examples of potential ad placements like Facebook paid ads or Instagram paid ads. Um, yeah. And then I, I mean, I don't know, this didn't sound as important to you, Colin, but maybe emphasizing that you'll not only market the unit or the house that listed, but also their, their brand and maybe uh, have some storytelling behind, you know, the stats of them as a builder and maybe highlighting their reputation, which, again, helps your brand. Um, let's see. Having a package of services together for them, and maybe you know, just have it all played out into one little booklet. Um, oh, and uh, I think it it would, might be impressive to you or to a builder if you know their building techniques and maybe what advantages that would give them in the market. Um, and then these aren't really like tactics, but I think mindsets for new agents or agents wanting to break into the new construction or representing a builder. It's all about providing value and serving, not like necessarily selling yourself to them. Um, it's, it's being a resource. It's coming from value and contribution. About and, a value. Yeah. And showing them that it, it can be a win-win partnership with you. Bringing both. something to the table, showing it's going to be a two-way street. Yeah. And I think, um, like plan to play the long game. Like, I mean, like we said, be consistent and, and consistently show value. Um, it's not necessarily going to happen overnight, but you want to be that, that next agent they think about when they do need someone. Um, and I think it's being memorable, being confident, um, being easy to work with and knowing what it takes, what like easy to work with is a huge one. Yeah. Knowing what a builder like a builder doesn't want to hear about um, or a builder like not. I mean, it, again, it depends on the situation, but a builder's not going to if they have a spec home they're building. It's probably important for you to know, representing the, the builder that they're not going to want to hear about, you know, or like it's managing customer expectations. Like if they come in, they're like, oh, do you think we could change? the flooring or the countertops and that's already in, like you probably don't even want to entertain that or like maybe set the expectations with the client that this is already done in the house and it can't be changed unless it's, you know, 
something where the house needs to, like still hasn't sold. Um, I don't know. It, it really just depends. But knowing maybe the gripes that builders have and issues they have uh, with with clients potentially or you know, just scenarios that come, come up in new construction. And it really comes back to setting that expectation up front too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and I think, I mean, newer agent. Uh oh, I think he's cutting oh. out. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. If you're a newer agent wanting to get into representing builders, um, I mean, I think the easiest way to go about it is set up a call. Hey, I don't want to take it because most builders are uh, pretty dang busy and some are grumpy, some aren't. But um, you say, hey, I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, here's what I can do for you. Will you give me the opportunity on one property to prove my value and start small? Um, Form, execute it and keep growing from there because um, they're not just going to if you're not established they're not just going to say hey here's 30 homes go sell them um, but you can create opportunity for yourself by going to a builder confidently and saying hey this is what I can do for you this is how I can do it we you and that's just like in any dang I think it's cutting out yeah I think it froze uh can you all hear me yeah maybe yeah. turn off your wi-fi okay Our stupid we have like the worst internet we're waiting for the the fiber company to come to our area <laughs> You there, Colin? Why he's figuring that out? Does he have a website that you could put up? Uh, I just turned you know, my wife back on. I think it oh, should yeah. be good. Um, How is that? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, that's good. Okay, but yeah, I mean, you really just, if you have the confidence in yourself, uh, which you have to, what I can oh, do no. for you. This is how I'm going to do it. Uh, love and opportunity. Um, myself, go prove yourself and gradually build a relationship because it's not just going to be a hand me out overnight. Oh, here's 50 homes. Go sell them. It's, hey, prove yourself. You you will be rewarded as you, uh, I guess, prove yourself. Love it. Yeah. Okay, so I put Collins, um, he's at McCrory Homes, M-C-C-R-O-R-Y, on Instagram. Um, and then they're McCrory Homes on Facebook as well, just facebook.com slash McCrory Homes. And then if you have a house that you're interested in selling, um, that you know might be a fixer upper or something you need to sell very quick. Um, I put their website also for uh, you to put. You can input your information about your home, and they can uh, come meet you and give you an offer on on your home. 
as well, like on the investment and flipping side. So what do you prefer, Colin? I like that much. Like? What was that? Uh, do you prefer to, for people to contact you on Facebook, on McCrory Homes page, probably? No, either or Facebook. Gosh, well, I'm glad this is... Uh, I'm not I'm glad, glad I waited but... to the end. <laughs> yeah, I know. It starts cutting out at the end. Well, um, I think unless anybody else has any other questions, we're up to the top of the hour. So yeah. um, I hope this has been really valuable for agents out there. Um, I don't think this is a topic that's talked about enough, but um, representing a builder or, or, you know, an investor who flips a lot can be very uh, valuable for not only learning real estate, but also um, securing a good partner and securing a lot of listings coming in. And um, and not only having, if you have a lot of listings with them, and it's also, um, you know, establishes your authority, you're able to pick up more buyers who want to work with that builder and go through, through you potentially. Um, and another thing I just thought of too, if you don't have experience working with a builder and want to, um, potentially, you know, joining a team who has a lot of uh, builder experience or represents builders, um, that could be helpful for you too to get a foot in the door. So if you make that connection, you can back up and say, well, I don't have, um, you know, all the experience myself, but I have a mentor or people on my team who can help me, you know, with everything important that I need to know. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, Colin, for all your insight. Yeah, thank you so much. This is totally out of yeah, his sure. wheelhouse. Um, to hey, you're on. supposed to do one thing uncomfortable every day. I say that every week. Yes. <laughs> so, well, next time, so if great I job, get Colin. more than 24 hours heads up, I might prepare a little better. <laughs> no, it was good. <laughs> it was very good. So. I've been um, wanting new builds, and I've been asking her for several months to bring you on here. <laughs> so. Well, I'll come so. back. But uh, yeah, give me a week heads up next time and we'll really get in depth. I just kind of wanted <laughs> okay. it today. So um, sorry if I was vague. I just short notice. No, it was did what I, I it could. was perfect. It was great. I, we really hit. You did awesome. So okay, <laughs> thank good. you. So. Well, I'm critical of myself. So. And that's why you're good at what you do. I know, <laughs> truly. <laughs> the so attention if you're not, then you don't get to where you are in this world. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we I will think be the back dogs on, are having uh, like a next whole Monday. Oh, sorry, Casey. What were you saying? The dogs are having a whole conversation. Yeah, mine are barking so. at the door. <laughs> yeah, oh, and hungry. I think he's yeah. responding. <laughs> okay, <laughs> bye, Rocky. He and thank said you bye. so much for coming on. We'll see you next week. Next Monday at yeah. 5.30 uh, Central Time, 6.30 Eastern Time. That sounds great. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye, oh, yeah, and happy MLK Day. Yeah, happy MLK. <laughs> Martin Luther King Day. <laughs>